It's all over. She ate it. She ate it in a sexual way. I was doing it for you sexually. You didn't didn't respond the way I wanted you to, but it's okay. I I mean, I did. I did orgasm. So I don't know if that's. You should have told me. I I'm a very I'm a quiet. I like to stealth come. You know, just like they don't even know it happens. I totally. (laughs) What's that like? I've never. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what I did in high school when I'd get off from like you know dry humping or whatever the guy they never knew they were just like suddenly she didn't want to kiss me anymore (laughs) (laughs) it was was weird it was like ice ice water got thrown on the whole situation it's because i was finished (laughs) and when i'm done we're done (laughs) we're done (laughs) i wish i had kept that mentality something happened along the way Where I started (laughs) to care less about my own pleasure. No. Yeah. No. It should have. It should have continued to be. Should have. Ribbed for her pleasure, you know. Um. (laughs) Studded. Studded for her pleasure. Oh, is it studded? No, ribbed. Yeah. No, ribbed is right. I was just imagining a studded. I was like, wait, did I fuck up? I was. No, Sam, I was heightening it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, do it again. Studded for her pleasure. (laughs) Spiked for her pleasure. I knew it. I was like, that's the next one. We're on a wavelength. Our brains were on the same frequency. (laughs) I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. It's the Rom Complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. thousands and decided to do a little what's it called like series on the first romantic trilogy of the 2000s starring Mm. all three or like starring the same actors uh actor actress in the main role and the like only rom-com trilogy directed by all women or, like, the only trilogy, I think is what it said when I was looking at the trivia. Really? It's like, oh, this is the only trilogy directed by all women, which is pretty, seems pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Have we not changed that still? Is that still? Uh, I mean. I don't, I don't understand why we're not making, I mean, okay, to be fair, we've got. First movie trilogy directed exclusively by female directors. Uh, okay. As well as the only romantic comedy trilogy of the new millennium. Oh, I love trilogies for rom-coms. I feel like we don't utilize 
I say we, like I am rom-coms. We as a rom-com community do not yeah. utilize <laughs> our ability to make trilogies uh, as much. I know, like I was saying, I know Netflix has kind of stepped up a little bit and now they're starting to make um, more movie trilogies like The Kissing Booth and the two, all the boys movies. Those are going to be trilogies. Um, but I feel like... Yeah. We, I think we hunger for, especially if the first one is really, really good. I know that movies tend to start to get worse as we go through, but we should, we should do it more. We should do it more. And I think maybe this trilogy that we're talking about, which is uh, starting with 2001's Bridget Jones's Diary. Boom. We didn't talk about what we were doing yet. That's bum, it. Bum, 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 bum. It's Bridget Jones. I think this trilogy really shows um, that uh, romantic trilogies are often bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one. Yeah, no, no one knows 100%. how to continue a love story. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It's the, the romantic in me that is always like, but what happened next? Yeah. Because uh, I just... I want to know. I'm. I use rom coms as a blueprint for my own life, and if they always just end happily ever after, how am I supposed to know what to, what to do Sam, after I've had my happily ever after? I really need to talk to you about this. You can't um, I don't, use rom coms as a blueprint for real life. That's what this is all about. What? Yeah, dude. We've Wait. been talking about it like for almost fifty episodes. Wait, that's what this is about. Yeah, dude. I thought we were just talking about, like, rom-coms and how we wish they were our lives and how we're going to use the rom-com storylines and we're going to insert them. Oh, Sam, this whole time I thought we were on the same page. What happened to us being on the same wavelength, like, about the ripped condoms? (laughs) I I think I have to go. You've been alone too long. I think you should move in with me. (laughs) Alone in quarantine or just alone as in single? (laughs) Yes. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, Right, 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 right. Just kidding, guys. I know why we're here. (laughs) I was just just joshing you. Get angry emails from our fans being like, Sam! You can't leave. Yeah, I would love. Please send me hate mail. Like, I feel uh, like that'd be so fun. I just any kind of attention. That's yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. Into. <laughs> I like. I just like attention. I yeah. I don't care positive or negative. Positive I want or it. negative, right? Kind of. You know what? Since we're talking, let's. I mean, let's get into it. Kind Hell of yeah. like Bridget Jones. You know? Yeah. She. Uh, I. Okay. Here's the thing. I know we texted a little bit about this movie. Uh, yes. While we were both watching it. Bridget Jones in this movie, Bridget Jones's Diary, number one, the best of the trilogy, if you will. She is so damn likable and real that yeah. there were moments where I was like, am I, am I Bridget Jones? <laughs> am I Bridget Jones? Is my, uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm Sam, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell anymore. I love that she's such a silly flawed character but totally based in reality like yeah she does terribly silly things but it's like 
you know, just like trying to cook her birthday dinner. She made a soup, but she tied the ingredients up with a blue string and then the soup turned blue. Yeah. Um, and she served it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, who does that? But also someone would totally do that. And yeah. <laughs> she'd be very likable and cute. So Yeah. It's one of those things, too, because I think in this movie she's, what, 30... 32. Two? Two, yeah. yeah. So she's 32 in this movie, and I think... Okay, I'm going to be really honest. Okay, please send the hate mail about this, guys. Okay. Please, please, please. I really want hate mail. Um, I hadn't seen Bridget Jones' Diary until 2017. That was the first time I'd ever watched it. Uh-huh. Ever. Wow. Ever. I had just... You know what? It's, it's the weirdest thing. I didn't know that this movie was like a modern, loose adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorite movies of all movies and like the miniseries are my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't know that this that's what this movie was based on. I was just like, oh, it's just Renee Zellweger dating. Like that's what that movie's about. It's not <laughs> whatever. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I was just like, I don't know what to watch. And it was there and I was like, modern retelling. And I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> and then I watched it for the first time and fell in love with Renee Zellweger because she's so freaking cute. But it's like the first, I want to say it's the first time I had seen a rom-com where the lead character was over 30 and she wasn't extraordinarily put together. Right. Which <laughs> is like this, I mean, as kids, we always thought when you're 30, you're an adult and your whole life's already fixed and planned out and as someone who's nearing 30 I'm like yeah no that's not gonna happen um, so <laughs> I feel like it's such a, a few real more years. <laughs> yeah give me another decade I guess maybe I'll get yeah there. mate I, honestly I highly doubt it uh for myself <laughs> for you you know what I have all the faith in you Shelby you'll oh, get it wow. you'll get what you want that's me not wild. so much <laughs> But it's true. Like she's a she's thirty two years old, right? She's a PR assistant at a publishing house. So yeah, she has a career, but her love life isn't anything. Just you know, yeah. It's but she's not even non-existent. <laughs> she's not even like on a real career path. Like she's no, just right. this PR assistant. Like she's a lot of times when you see movies. Uh, like rom-coms the main character like you said is all put together they have and if they're not focusing on their love life then they've built this strong career you know like and um, she hasn't (laughs) right right or they're on their way somewhere and she's just like an assistant you know Mm -hmm. and and isn't really in a position to like be get a raise or like move up in the world or whatever right Um, and that ends up kind of being she kind of gets everything together all at once like not together she doesn't change at all but she's takes steps forward in both her love life and her job throughout this movie right and I think that's you know a fun bit of development where it's like oh it's not like she has one of these things and just has to open herself to the other thing it's like she's slowly growing as a person and that's literally what happens as you get older like yeah I don't (laughs) I based on my experience it's just like baby steps of like improving yourself and then other improvements in your life come along at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah but the one thing that she never improves upon is the one thing I really want to talk about this movie today Mm -hmm. it is the 
unnecessary and overly talked about issue of her weight. Her weight. And the reason that I, like, I haven't seen this movie in a bit since the first time I watched it. And then I watched it again. And I immediately texted you and said, wow, the fat shaming in this movie is unreal. Unreal. I mean, real, but like unreal. (laughs) It's It's amazing. So the books that this based on, like, were written, what, like, the 90s, the mid to late 90s? Right. Yeah. Um, She cares so one cares so much about her weight two cares so much about being sorry i had to pause because sam just started choking on <laughs> her drink she's incapable of swallowing a liquid without uh, messing up her throat and coughing it's true. <laughs> dying okay so she's like what I th- she definitely weighs less than i do <laughs> And it's oh, like, <laughs> 100%. And she's like, oh, I have to lose all this weight. And then she loses some weight in the movie. She looks exactly the fucking the same because she's just skinny. Like, yeah. she's like already skinny. She like at the beginning of the movie is like 136 pounds, which I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. In what universe is 136 pounds overweight? Overweight, right. And even, and even like taking aside the actual number or whatever, like – she almost it almost feels like a lot of the movie she blames the fact that she's not in a relationship on her weight yeah when in reality she should blame it on her personality a little bit because (laughs) she's just like you know she's a lot um you hear that everyone out there who thinks they can't get a date because they look bad no it's literally just your personality it's probably just your personality who you are well like i mean it's true like she couldn't find someone who who liked her just the way she is you know like she couldn't she couldn't um and then she meets mark darcy Ooh, mr darcy he's so cute i want to climb him like, climb he, him like a tree he shows up and he's all like tall and like brooding and i'm like let me get up there <laughs> it's gonna crawl right up <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie though so like in that first scene where she meets him and he's wearing his little snowman is it or it's a like, i think it's a reindeer the jump- first uh, oh the yeah. reindeer jumper yeah um and then he insults her with you know accident like he doesn't say it to her face but he was saying it behind her back and she happened to hear like yeah that whole situation um i was like okay listen colin firth we all know we would if we had the opportunity we would jump right on that everybody oh. i don't know a single yes. person who would be like ill colin firth no everyone would be like yes okay we're doing this he can still get it oh a hundred percent and um, he's not even fair game because he is older than my mom, I believe. So I'm not oh, allowed is he? to date him. Hold on. Let me make sure. Well, I don't have that rule about my love life. So <laughs> I can still climb him like a tree. Yeah. He's older than my mom. <sighs> uh, tell your mom to get older. Mom, Gosh. get older so I can have sex with Colin Firth? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, it, it's that initial draw, that whole, like, initially they didn't like each other and he, you know, she writes in her diary how much she hates him and how he's stuck up and blah, 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 blah. And that's why his very, uh, witty wife left him or whatever the fuck she writes down in her diary. Yeah. Clever um, wife. 
Oh, clever, clever. There you go. Um, and then we get introduced to a man I still have dreams about, uh, Mr. Daniel Cleaver, a.k.a. Hugh Grant. Listen. <laughs> Tell me about this. Because I, <sighs> okay. find, I find his personality off-putting. Do you in this movie or in general? <laughs> in this movie. Because okay. it, he's playing like against type. Yes. Yes. Hugh Grant is usually more of like a mumbly kind of he's kind of the he's kind of the Bridget Jones type in a lot of yeah. movies. But in yeah, this usually. movie, Sam, tell he's, us all about him. Listen, okay, uh, okay. Yes, he is playing against type. And I think I think because my brain has such a rich history with Hugh Grant, such a endearing and lovely history of how much I love the characters that he plays. And he's just so like endearingly British is the only way I can describe Mm. him. Mm -hmm. Just so endearingly British. Um, Making him this kind of pervy, like very overtly sexual character. What? Like lecherous. Yes, I mean, yes, 100%. I'm not, uh, any, uh, like, outside of the context of this movie, I'd be like, ew. But because it's Hugh Grant, who I love, and because <laughs> I, you also are, like, you're rooting for Bridget, too. So, like, yeah. when whenever Bridget's super into him, you're also super into him because you're like, this is what she wants. And, like, they have this really cute banner back and forth. Like, it's very yeah. – so, like, sexually charged. Like, even just the – um the uh elevator ride uh after they've been emailing back and forth on company computers also yeah. by the way look not a great idea keep keep also your not, work. You, do you <laughs> want to know what the number one not great idea in this movie is what? going to work with a see-through top and a short skirt yeah she did that again i wonder where is the hr department Anytime this happens in a movie like this, I'm like, who is running this company? They're just letting their employees come in wearing whatever the fuck they want. Apparently not there. She fucking <laughs> loves it, though, how inappropriate it, he is mm-hmm. because he, he sends her a message like, oh, you forgot your skirt. Like, oh, it, you know, it's too her skirt's real short. And yeah. Then in that elevator ride, like you were talking about, he just like puts his hand right on her ass like I, he does i know I, the the workplace flirting i'm like you guys could get in so much trouble this is inappropriate <laughs> but also yeah you can tell it's what she really wants and yeah. it's fun and flirty however yeah all of his fun flirty uh banter and teasing and all of that comes with the caveat that uh he doesn't actually give a shit about her <laughs> Yes. Like, honestly, and because when I was rewatching it, too, there are all the scenes where they're, like, dating, and they they go to that, um, they go on a mini break or whatever the hell it's called, and yeah. they go uh, up to that hotel castle thing. Whatever. And then they're, nice they're like, pla- they're, like, uh, riding on a boat. They're, like, on a lake. Or two boats. They have these two little boats. And they're just, like, laughing a lot. And mm-hmm. so my whole thing with this was I was, like, this is – um, not a relationship that will ever be serious or long-term or, like, real, quote-unquote, real, right? But, like, what a fun just, like, I'm young, I'm having great sex, and the guy makes me laugh, and that's it. Like, it, that's yeah. what it should have been. 
it should have just been like a couple weeks of good sex and then just like okay now we're not doing this anymore (laughs) but i can see how it's like oh if if i could have this all the time that would be the perfect relationship right like we laugh and have fun together and we're super into each other physically and that's that the thing is that's not he was just presenting that as right the, his whole personality when really it was just like a part of his personality he had this whole other life right. going on uh, where he just wanted to have sex with everybody <laughs> I mean yes that's where it ended up uh, <laughs> but you never know that going in right you, yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where hindsight is twenty twenty. so if I was her I'd be like oh this is fun and like we're having a good time and yeah I might be falling for him and then all the bad stuff happened and you're like well Glad I'm not doing that anymore, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, it's the kind of thing that we as the audience can see from the outside how how badly it's going to turn out. Uh, but there's no way for her to see it in that moment. I mean, unless she were like a more, I guess, responsible and reserved person, which she's not. Right. So, you know. Not at all. And that's that's fine. It's yeah. more fun that way, that she's not responsible and reserved. Yeah. It's definitely more fun. I just, I love, like, there is something so young about her personality, too, because she just honestly says things, and she talks about it. She's like, I have no, like, filter, basically. Like, my brain yeah. stop. like, my brain just pushes these words out, and you're like, you know, I've, oh, I've been in situations like that where I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to say that. Shit, shit, shit. Like, <laughs> take it all back. I take it all back. Um, but, yeah, I think it's so, especially when she's around Mark, where Mark Darcy, Mr. Darcy, uh, where she she does that. Like, she constantly is saying the most inappropriate things or just, like, not what should be said in a moment. And you can see it even from, like, the beginning, not from the very beginning, because he just looked kind of annoyed at her during the yeah. um, turkey, what was it, turkey curry night or whatever the hell? Right, yeah, some weird party her mom Some, had. yeah, so weird. Um, but every other time, you can see <laughs> almost that, like, they kind of balance each other out in a way. And so once you start to see that he's, like, actually looking for her or actually, like, cares what she's saying, then yeah. you're like, oh, oh, I want, okay, I want I want them to be together. (laughs) Here's the thing about Mark Darcy. Uh, Tell me the thing about Mark Darcy. I, this is a guy who's so different from Bridget Jones that he sort of will just, like with Bridget, we see everything that's happening inside her right on her face. And she says it out loud because she has no filter. So any like emotional realization she makes it's just like out loud for Mr. Darcy for Mark it's all in his head all happening behind the scenes we are not in his POV so we just see this like sort of grumpy brooding guy and then sometimes he'll say things like oh my god I had no idea that he was feeling that way like Mm -hmm. when Bridget uh, after she catches uh Daniel cheating on her basically or it turns yeah. out he was cheating on someone else with her it was just, or like he was I don't very know. yeah it was very whatever. tangled web there he she is like ends up going to this party with all these couples and Mark is there with his sort of girlfriend um yeah slash they work together and 
he tells Bridget, you know, I like you just the way you are. And (laughs) she takes it so deeply to heart. And I think that she should take it to heart because Mm -hmm. he's that kind of guy. He's not going to say anything unless he really, really feels it. And I think that's great. I love because I'm a kind of person where I'm talking about how I feel all the fucking time. And if I like someone, they know it immediately. So I can totally see how um, the dynamic works between them, you know, where it's like she's looking for those little kernels of like, tell me love kernels. She wants those love kernels. And he's like, here's a whole basket right at once. But then I'm not going to give you any for a long time. (laughs) So you have to ration your kernels until I give them. But I mean, I think there is something there is something to that. because you can tell from the beginning, right, the two love interests. You have Darcy and you have Daniel Cleaver. And you have Daniel Cleaver who's like, he's fun and it's sexy and it's all these things. And he says things. He says a lot, right? He says yeah. a lot of things to Bridget and none of them are true. Whereas yeah. you have someone like uh, Mr. Darcy who is um, so thoughtful and so has so much integrity that you know – yeah, he doesn't say much, but like you said, when he does, you can trust that it's the truth. Yeah. Because he's not one to, like, distract you by pretty words. He's just very, right. like, <laughs> straightforward, this is how I feel, okay, goodbye. He yeah. even insults the shit out of her, like, a lot yeah. before he says he likes her. And it's it's such a fun callback to Pride and Prejudice yeah. in that scene because it's just that it's that – your family's awful. You talk way too much. You smoke way too much. You do all these things, and I can't. And you drive me absolutely insane. But also, I like you. Like yeah. I like all of that about you. He, it, it, he even goes so far to not say things that probably would have cleared some stuff up. Like Bridget clearly. So Daniel tells Bridget that that Mark slept with. Daniel's fiance, right? Um, right? So it makes it sound like Mr. Darcy is the one who had an affair with Daniel's fiance and ran off with her, or whatever. Right. Um, really, what happened was the other way around. And so Bridget has this notion that Mark did those things, and she's clearly not interested in really pursuing a relationship with him. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to pursue a relationship with a guy who would do that. However, he <laughs> does not tell her that that's not the way it was. <laughs> Someone else tells her. Like, she finds out from her mom or something. Yeah. So sometimes his not saying stuff uh, really kind of extends uh, things. But you can tell based on his character, he's like, he's not going to say th- If that's what she thinks, that's right. what she thinks. It's not true. And he's not going to, like try to he's not gonna I guess put himself out there on his knees begging being like oh that's a, that wasn't what happened listen to me you know yeah he's yeah. just gonna wait for that to clear itself up and if it doesn't then too bad right right and it, it, he's it's so funny like his character um I really love that you you talked about the birthday scene uh where she's cooking the dinner yeah for her birthday um, and she invites all her friends over, but uh, D- Mark, I almost called him Dark, yeah. <laughs> but Dark, Dark got there. Dark Marcy. Um, Mark gets there first, <laughs> and he is trying to help her cook the dinner. 
Um, and there's this, like, the one line, it literally, I just bolted out of my, like, off of my couch, because I, cr- like, it was so cringy, but also just, like, it was still good, but I, yeah. I felt really awkward about it, is where, um, she asked him, she's like, oh, did I really, like, run around naked in your yard? Uh, and he's like, yeah. And she was like, I was four and you were, what, like eight and she's like it's quite it's actually quite a bit pervy and his response is well i like to think so and you're just like (laughs) it's so flirty but like up to this point i'm sorry but mark has been like a robot like he has been a legitimate robot this entire like a very very handsome robot but like still a robot and, like, it's, like, the first time that you see almost a personality with him trying to flirt with her. Yeah. And you're just, like, Ugh. Like, I felt I literally <laughs> had to, like, get up and leave the room. Yeah. Like, I honestly <laughs> got up off of my couch and, like, walked into my kitchen because I could not handle. It's I was too like, much. Oh, my gosh. I was a like, peak, oh, no, why'd you yeah. say that? Get away. It's a peek behind the curtain, and it just gives you so much at once that it's, like, <gasps> Like, oh, there's this personality, and it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a hot Too many kernels, too many kernels, too many kernels. <laughs> <laughs> he is, and he's so hot in that scene, and let me explain why. She is <laughs> making a fucking mess of her dinner, and he comes in, and he's like, we can fix this. So he doesn't change any of the stuff he, that she's already made. He's just like, okay, we'll do this to make it a little better. We'll add some whatever seasoning, and then I'll make some omelets, and we've got a main course. Like, So he just, like, they, they work together. He's mm-hmm. able to solve her problem, sort of. Everything still tastes bad, um, yeah. but without, like, making her feel worse about it. Mm-hmm. God, that's great. That's so I love hot. that. <laughs> he just comes in, he rolls up his sleeves. It's uh, like, yes, get to work. The rolling up the sleeves <laughs> got me hotter than his flirt line. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that I, ooh, I love a man in, like, a nice button-down shirt rolling who's up about sleeves. to get down and dirty yeah. and help you do something, and he just rolls up his sleeves like a proper English gentleman. Yeah. Nothing gets me hotter than <laughs> boys rolling up their sleeves Jesus. to help fix my life. Um, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Sam, it's um, like over a hundred out already. We can't be getting uh, this hot. And don't I know it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, like it is so cute, and that to me is the type of relationship that I have always looked for in the past. Never found it, by the way. Um, yeah. But what I've always looked for is because. I'm the type of person that I don't need a relationship. I do not need, I do not need someone, but I want, you know what I mean? But you want to have someone there. So it's like, I don't want you to come in and be my knight in shining armor. I don't need you to scare all the monsters out of the closet. I can scare my own monsters out of my closet, right? Hell yeah. But I would like you to be in bed waiting for me after I've scared them all out of my closet. Like, isn't that... Oh, I know. I do. Guys, I'm still that. single. Hit yeah, me up. hit her up. Um, I <laughs> agree. So I, th- you know, when I was watching this, I was thinking, I feel like that problem solving thing in a physical situation, like an actual, like if that were to happen, the actual cooking dinner situation and stuff going wrong, I feel mm-hmm. like I'd be the person coming in and solving everything and be like, see, this is still fine. We can make it together or we could, you know, fix it up. But mentally, when I'm having problems, because 
my problems are usually not like I did I cooked dinner wrong or I arranged something wrong or whatever I don't really need help with like material things it's all in my head I have you know like my thoughts get rearranged and and it's like like furniture in my brain is in the wrong place and I can't figure out where to put it and right um so for me that kind of person coming in helping you sort stuff out in your head without making you feel bad about having things you know messed around to begin with Mm -hmm. that's what Richard does for me and Mm -hmm. it is really great (laughs) like like to have that kind of support so I think I do have that relationship but just not in like as literal a uh presentation yeah and that definitely is something that that I look for I don't know Mm -hmm. I watched this movie a few years ago when I first moved to LA I mean I'd seen it before then but I have no idea when it's just one of those things that's just like oh you'd seen it I've seen it you know I have no idea when how old I was what I thought I just know about it or whatever and I rewatched it a few years ago and um I was like I, I I don't know if I picked out that scene as like why um that relationship is so good but now like looking at it from the position of like a good relationship it's like yeah that's the thing that shows it anyway I don't I don't know if that was whatever (laughs) yeah and I think I mean and that scene also later on when Daniel comes you know to the apartment and kind of crashes the party I think that is also just another example of like who in this movie actually not I don't want to say actually cares about Bridget because I think in their own ways they care about her but who actually like respects her opinion and her time and her space because Mark he came I mean yeah he interrupted but not in like an intruding kind of way he was like oh I you know I just came to say hi and he helps her right he does all the things that you said um and then when Daniel comes in and it's this whole big thing. Daniel comes in and he's just barging in. He yeah. has like he doesn't care that he's interrupting a dinner. He came because he had to tell Bridget. He was messed up without her. He was you know, it's everything was about him. Um whereas Mark was just trying to to help her right. and make You're her right. feel better. Mark Um, comes, he facilitates the party, right? Like, he helps the party happen. Um, Daniel comes and just monopolizes her attention, pulls her away Mm -hmm. from the party. Right. And uh, and then they fight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then the boys brawl. Go for it. And I read that the fight is mostly, like, improvised. It wasn't choreographed. It's just Hugh Grant and Colin Firth just, like, beating the shit out of each other I love it I love it so much I love when boys fight I know it's probably not okay to say that but I love it when they do I love well like I love a fight like that because they're both like such British men like this isn't a this isn't like a MMA fight this isn't like guys who have who fight or have thrown they have no no idea how to fight they have no idea it's so it's like such a proper British, like, <laughs> like schoolboys fighting for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so, it's so enjoyable to watch, and it breaks my heart at the end where like 
he really does like beat the shit out of Daniel and then he gets in trouble and yeah. then like Bridget goes to and then oh, I was like Bridget come on wake up because she, she's still in the mindset so Mark wins the fight like they're gonna call it a draw and then Daniel calls him a wanker and Mark yeah. comes back and punches him out and Bridget comes over and starts you know consoling Daniel she's like Mark why would you do that Either maybe she didn't hear him call him a wanker. Maybe it's because she still, uh, she, we understand, obviously, that Daniel slept with Mark's wife and caused him to get a divorce. Like, that's real fucked up. But Bridget doesn't know that. She thinks that Mark, you know, slept with Daniel's fiance and that's why he has beef. So she doesn't know that, like, Mark is actually the sympathetic person in this. And like I said, he doesn't do anything to make her think otherwise. He legit Mm -hmm. is like, says like, oh, I guess I've been like misjudged and he walks away uh, and she's consoling Daniel. And then Daniel says some bullshit about how. He's like, I don't think anyone else would take me. Basically, he's like, I yeah. think you're the only person I have a chance with um, because we're the yeah. same and I fucking suck. And she's yeah. like, uh, no, that's not good enough for me, which hell yeah. Girl. Yeah. Just I I love that response, too, where he's just like, I'm not. Um, oh, the, I wrote I wrote this down because I really like the line. It was if I can't make it with you, then I can't make it with anyone. And her response is, that's not a good enough offer. Yeah. Um, because who who would want to hear that from someone that yeah. they were uh, dating or, you know, in love with or whatever? Yeah, if I can't make it with you, what is that supposed to mean? It's if not you even can't about make it with her. me? Yeah. It's right. exactly it's exactly what you said. He doesn't respect her at all. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's only thinking about himself. And he's like, well, right. this person who I don't respect doesn't have her shit together, but she's into me. So, like, maybe that'll work. Right. <laughs> it's so fucked Ugh. up. And, and, yeah, for the first time, I think, Bridget realizes, like, yeah, that's not a good enough offer. I'm worth more than that. I'm worth more than these sexy, you know, like, pervert perverted emails you know that I'm getting in the office in secret while Mm you you know are having sex with other people like she's better than that and she realizes that which is really cool for her um which I also just think that Mark also helped her realize for herself in the sense that he said he liked her the way she was right I think what I wish this movie had a little bit more of is even just a tiny bit more backstory on her dating history yeah even just the smallest amount because at this point it almost feels like she's never dated anyone in her whole life (laughs) up till 32 and then all of a sudden now she has the first like her first just uber sexual relationship followed by uh this super you know human the superhuman mark darcy type character well uh, potentially pursuing her when it rains it pours and it's you know, raining you're not men. wrong yeah you're not wrong <laughs> um but yeah so I I kind of wish we would have seen more of that because there's part of me that's just like well why because obviously we know that she has issues with her own weight she thinks she's fat for some reason um or she's just not confident in her body yeah or whatever you know whatever is that's making her um 
date trash men. Um, so it's it's almost too because um, when what's his name Daniel when Daniel is caught with the American from the publishing house, mm-hmm. um, the 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 American I don't know even know what her name was. Uh, was just like, oh, I thought you said she was thin. And that's like the first thing she hears after finding out her boyfriend yeah. has just cheated on her. So it's like not only are you delivering, you're, you delivered this horrible blow, and now, which is already going to suck, like, sh- like hit my confidence, but now you're. it's also like a sub-attack where you yeah. already know I'm insecure about my body, and now we're going for another, like, dig. It's almost just like he he just it, it made whatever kind of issues that she already had even greater yeah. so that she never felt like she could deserve someone who was put together an adult and professional like a Mark Darcy. But then when Mark Darcy is like, well, I like you just the way you are, it's kind of like, oh. Right. I, really? <laughs> I'm a mess. You think I'm cool? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very, I just, I wish, I wish more people had those moments, even if the, even if the relationship never went anywhere, but just to have someone who didn't feed you all these pretty lies, but still make you feel like shit. Um, Someone who was like open and honest and actually like tried to, make you feel good because right. like I feel like ugh, it's such a it's such a gross thing when like guys are dating women and their like only objective is to make their girlfriends feel like shit yeah and you're just like why? why so that she won't leave you because yes. you're trash exactly because if she felt good about herself she wouldn't be dating him yeah exactly I I that's so true because compliments mean so much coming from someone you respect right or it's, yeah. it's just the same thing it's like oh when a when a guy says I'm pretty it's like fucking whatever but when a pretty girl says I'm pretty it's like thank you <laughs> me I'm pretty no you're pretty yeah oh it, my god because <laughs> someone yeah. has something that you admire and they're like right. oh I admire this thing in you and so the yeah it means something coming from them mm-hmm. I I want to get back to the real this movie I think the whole idea of Bridget Jones and why she's such a big, you know, British, like, icon, like an English, mm-hmm. you know, pop culture pop culture icon or whatever. The whole thing uh-huh. is she's relatable, she's silly, whatever. And then I think in the book she's supposed to be, like, plump, I think is how they describe her or whatever. And Renee Zellweger okay. is tiny. She's very small. Mm-hmm. She gained 25 pounds or whatever for this movie, and it doesn't – she's still tiny. She's still not yeah. overweight in a way. Like, she – um, is very small and I think even this movie plays into the whole um, body image of like cultural body image standards that make her feel bad about herself to begin with like I don't mm-hmm. think the movie helps like taking this character saying this character is plump this character uh, you know isn't thin this character feels bad about her weight and she should she needs to lose weight like yeah having that and then having your main character be someone who is that small it just doubles down on making people feel bad about themselves yeah so like the main thing that the main like negative thing that I got from this movie wasn't more it wasn't like as much a a rom-com issue it was this like standards of 
like weight issue, which I think it is a product of like the time it was made because yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. you wouldn't you couldn't do that now. People would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know, like yeah, how is hundred and thirty something actresses <laughs> didn't exist in two thousand one? Right, not, right, yeah, not at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and even today, we like the, the entertainment industry still has this problem. I think there are people who are fighting against that and they're trying to change that that standard yeah and and the idea of what a lead like a lead romantic interest can look like in a film uh and what you know just kind of just what we're portraying on screen because I definitely think if a movie like this was made now first of all anything to do with weight or calling herself fat, or talking about how much she ate, and how much she gained, and how much she drank, all these, I don't think any of that would make it into the movie at all, unless someone found a very clever way to make it more of like a commentary on the society, and not so much like who this character is. Yeah. But... But yeah, it, it it definitely does when you see, like you said, such a tiny, tiny girl. Like the whole time, I, I couldn't even properly concentrate on the movie and trying to remember, like to, to watch for the plot points and like to see other things because it was, she was always just like, fat this, fat this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I can just imagine if I had watched this when I was younger and being like, well, that girl's fat. I never want to look like that. You know, right. like, I don't want to look like her she's she's fat apparently and then growing up to be like wait are you what no we can't yeah what what like I I can't I can't even understand and all of that is combined with the fact that it's Renee Zellweger who's had such Mm -hmm. drastic changes in the way she looks and the way she presents herself like all influenced by these Hollywood standards you know um and people no matter what she looked like people were constantly talking about how how different she looks oh what do you what work did she have done and all this stuff people are really obsessed about the way Renee Zellweger has looked throughout the years and this movie she's obsessed about the way she looked and and all of it just presenting this as like a normal thing and not as you know something that uh is not good to like spread around and like uh, is yeah. not caused by some issue within her or the character you know like the way she feels about her weight that's been put on her right like by mm-hmm. societal standards of attractiveness and all of the right. other stuff that's going on and this movie is just another one of those things so it is really disappointing to see that and I did expect it because it you know the movie's from 2001 but I yeah. think about how you know, two thousand. We were kids. You know, growing up in in times when this is how <laughs> women were portrayed in movies. It's like no wonder we feel about like shit about ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and no wonder you know Renee Zellweger, whatever changes in her looks, like it must have been really rough. Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm like suddenly really mad at this movie. <laughs> I was like really pissed off about it because. Yeah. Look, the way, uh, just the fa- it's got so many issues about how like, oh, if you're chubby, then you have to be funny and you're, you must mm-hmm. be flawed or whatever. And it's just like all of those things combined together to be these like 
like the same personality of like oh of course a person who doesn't have it together is also overweight and overweight is this tiny little thing and it's just like Mm -hmm. whatever I feel like I'm getting my point across but I don't have like a real sharp jab my my the only thing I think is like this movie is bad for body image and anyone watching it now I think needs to take it watch it with that sort of lens like look through yeah. the, the lens to see what's happening in this movie uh, and how damaging that whole idea is because like 80s and 90s the look the like look the popular look was so mm-hmm. thin um yeah and 2000s 80s 90s early yeah. 2000s up until like now, you know, like the the popular. Well, even now look. though, the ideal body type is still the ideal. I'm putting it in air quotes. Yeah. You guys can't see me. This is a podcast, but the ideal body type is still very thin. Yeah, because just but now we have more representation to try to like show you. Hey guys, bodies are different. They look different. Like this weight on this height looks different. This you know like yeah. it doesn't really matter. You just need to embrace. Uh, the body that you have and 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 do with it what you will you know um but that's still there's still I mean the top paid fucking uh fashion or what is it supermodel in the world is fucking Kylie Jenner right like so that is still the quote-unquote ideal right yeah that ideal is that wasp not waspy wait what is it when they're wispy wispy there i couldn't words for a second i got so mad i couldn't even think about what she looks like use your words she's just get get your words she's tall and stickly (laughs) i am an american stick insect is what uh what bridget jones calls the girl the other woman that oh yeah 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 i but i think in some aspects too right now it might even be a little i don't want to say worse but um but now the ideal is so outside of a natural body type because yeah. now you need to be super thin and have a huge ass and hips and it's like guess what you don't get those unless you have some meat on your bones yeah. like you don't get an ass and hips if you are under a hundred pounds right, like right. your body will not your body doesn't have enough fat to do that yeah. like naturally so now people are getting all these fucking procedures done and like all these things to make their bodies look in this unnatural way Um, Well, the whole problem is, like, why is there an ideal body type? Everyone has different body types. And and everyone is – it's so stupid that that women's bodies can go in and out of fashion. That's a really fucked up system. Yeah. And shouldn't (laughs) – shouldn't be how it is people yeah people have a bunch of different body types anyone can look good and and it's so like harmful to be like oh this is the ideal body type because it's like you can't what (laughs) you because then a little girl or even a little boy will see that oh this is the ideal and now that's what they're going to strive for, even if their body doesn't naturally do that. I will say too, though, as I've gotten older, I like, I'm almost 30 and I have grown to be like, wow, my body's great. And I'm not like, oh, I need to lose 20. I mean, you know, I'm not like, you know, trying to diet or exercise and all these kinds of things where I'm like, oh, my body needs to look like a Kardashian right now. Um, but, like, I see myself, like, when I'm getting get in the shower and I'm like, you know what? 
she's good. She's here. She's yeah. doing it. She's doing yeah. the thing. She's getting me from place to place. We feel great. Hell yeah. Um, and it just surprises me that someone like Bridget Jones, who would be in her 30s, I don't know, still hasn't. It, like her attitude feels very like early 20s and I don't right. want to like say that only young girls have body issues but I feel like as in my experience as women get older like their body is the least of their problems they're just kind of right. like well <laughs> it's like- here my body's my body and this is what we've got um <laughs> yeah. whereas in your 20s you're like must change everything <laughs> yeah gotta look hot gotta look hot yeah. and for now it's like I already look hot I don't have to do I anything. look great I look amazing <laughs> having a full-length mirror in the bathroom so I can check out my naked bod has been a real yeah. boost to my self-confidence because I you see I that honestly a lot. think like, that's such a great thing mm-hmm. yeah people people at any weight any size can look good naked clothes are often only designed for like skinny people so it's like yeah my body looks weird in this outfit but it's just because it's like not made for someone who looks like you you take off your clothes look in that mirror you're like damn look at these hips damn look at my awesome legs hell yeah look at this booty I just took a picture of my butt this morning because it was looking so good I sent it to my boyfriend he's literally in the other room (laughs) could look at my butt whenever he wants I'm like, no, take a picture of it. <laughs> no, you got to keep it. You got to keep the relationship spicy. Yeah, exactly. so you got to send them the booty pics. Uh, <laughs> I honestly think that's such a good um, like body confidence booster. This is OK, guys, this is my recommendation. If you don't already do this, I do this at least two to three times a week. When you go and take a shower, when you're done with your shower, don't put any fucking clothes on. Mm-hmm. Walk around your if if you live with people, walk around your room. If you don't live with people, walk around your apartment, wherever you can, like without other people's like gaze on you. Just sit naked for a little bit. It's actually quite liberating, <laughs> if I do say so myself. I will literally like get out of the shower and I will just have a towel in my hair and just walk around with no clothes on. And it feels great. Yeah. It really truly does. Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love that you yeah. do that. Uh, I there are, I have more to say about it, but I think I'll save it for the next episode because yeah, stuff does come up again, and we'll get yes, into it. Yes, it does. It. We will get into it. I will say before before we end today, we have to talk about the final um, scene where <laughs> she goes running through the snow. Yes. In just some tiny knickers <laughs> and some running shoes <laughs> and a sweat. She has like a, a cardigan or something on. Yeah. Uh, running after uh, Mark, thinking that she he saw her diary and how much she hated him, thinking he was leaving forever. But in reality, he was just going to buy her a new diary because this is almost the new year. Yeah. And that's sweet. But also, you could have bought it later. Um, <laughs> like, like you got to read the room. She literally went to go change so you guys could have sex. Right. Um, and you were just like, I'm going to pop out real quick and go get her a new. No, just don't do that. Um, pick a better time. Um, but then they start kissing in the, in the public yes. in front of all the old people. And she says to him... Nice or what is it? Nice guys don't kiss like that. Yeah, or nice guys boys don't. don't kiss that, like... Nice boys don't kiss like that. And what does he say, Shelby? He says, "Oh yes, they fucking do." And Ooh! I die. Oh Swoon. <laughs> Swoon. I was like, ooh, 
Oof. It was like the complete opposite of that really cringy flirt line from before. Like that one set me running into the kitchen. Yeah. And this line was like had me like fist pumping into the air. I was like, yeah, thank you. Just I like slid off the couch onto the floor. Just <laughs> straight up melting. Oh. Colin Firth. Wow. Ugh. Give me a mid 2000s Colin Firth just to if I could just keep him in a closet and like open it Ooh. up and look at him every now and then. Wow. Would you feed him? How is that like? I think he gonna... runs on my desire. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Science has progressed to that point, yeah. I suppose. Sure. Um... Why not? If I'm keeping a guy in my closet, why can't I do whatever I want with him? <laughs> You're right. You know what? <laughs> No judgment. Thank you. I completely support you. <laughs> completely support you in your in your desires. Um, what a movie. What a what movie. A movie. Uh, I love this movie. There's also the scene at the very beginning where they're at the bar with their friends, and one of the guys is literally changing the case on his Nokia phone. <laughs> and I had to I had to comment on it because it distracted me so much. I was like, oh my god, he's taking apart. Because remember, you had to, like, take the front part yeah. and the back part, like, off, and then you could change the color. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, 2001, I see. Yeah, um, time capsule. Wow. It truly, truly was. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to – this is our new series. Obviously, there's only three movies in this one. Um, and we're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk about Bridget Jones, Edge of reason oh and Ooh. hold on to your butts for that one. Oh, we're gonna have so much ta- fun talking about <laughs> racism um <laughs> right. well until then make sure you like and subscribe rate review our podcast uh give us five stars yes and five stars uh follow us on twitter and instagram email us at the romcomplex at gmail.com And remember, keep falling in love with yourselves. Bye. Bye.